Ready to keep you company wherever you are. Card Blanche, the podcast, brings you immersive, hard-hitting stories anytime, anywhere, every week. In May this year, a deadly cholera outbreak swept through Hammond's Kral outside Pretoria. It was a glaring sign of the collapse of municipal services and a disaster long in the making. And in the immediate aftermath, a steady stream of politicians visited the area, promising to get to the bottom of the catastrophe. The dignitaries have long since left. So what has happened in the interim? Massa went to find out. Residents protesting outside the Jubilee Hospital in the wake of a cholera outbreak. Now being confirmed to have died of cholera in Hamanskral. I'm scared of the water. Even my kids ask for permission before drinking water to check whether it's clean or safe or not. People are scared definitely, but what will they do? Where will they get water from? Because at the end of the day, you need water to survive. People have died. Politicians came and made more promises to the residents of Hamanskral. But what's it like living in an area where you just cannot trust the water? When Aleta Masayela uses water in her kitchen, she's really careful. Until earlier this year, she loved nothing better than to cook her husband's favorite meals in the home they'd built for their family. But the plans they'd made for their lives were dashed on a fateful Wednesday in May when her husband Josias was home alone. He always collected the water from the trucks because we never ever drink the tap water. In the north of Pretoria, it's the Hammanskral gospel. Even children grow up with it drilled into their heads. Never drink water from the taps. The alternative is water from tankers supplied to the residents. Water that's supposed to be safe for consumption. But in May this year, something was off. Just a few kilometers away, a few days prior, George Maluzzi had rushed his niece, Tebazzo Maluzzi, to the same health facility with similar symptoms. Within hours, she was rushing Josiah's to the hospital. But it was too late. A few days later, he died. Just a few kilometers away, a few days prior, George Mulawudzi had rushed his niece Debazo to hospital, suffering from similar symptoms. He recalls the day in mid-May when he last saw his niece. The thing that happened to her is deep in my heart, and it hurts me because she was with me just before she died, so it troubles me a lot. At 26, Debazo had just graduated with a degree in teaching. She had a bright future ahead of her, and with the high unemployment rate in areas like Hamanskral, she was a role model in the community. What happened to my niece was caused by me marking that cross on the ballot papers. 
That resulted in my niece's death because I marked my cross and made my vote, but it did nothing for me and our people. If it had made a difference, we would have had clean water running out of our taps. Cholera is a waterborne infectious bacteria. But outbreaks shouldn't happen in countries with modern water and sewage systems. Apparently shocked and outraged, politicians poured into town. We have failed the people of Hamanskral. We have failed you. Human rights advocate Muafrika Wamaila has heard it all before. I was born and bred here. I was born in Jubilee Hospital, which is where many people are dying of cholera or died. The water problem in Hamanskral dates back to 2004, when concerns were raised about a lack of maintenance at the failing Royval wastewater treatment plant. Two years later, the city of Twani contracted water trucks to deliver potable water to the residents. In 2019, the Human Rights Commission reported that Hamanskral's tap water was substandard and the trucks became a permanent feature. To upgrade the Royval wastewater treatment plant, it'll cost around 4.5 billion rand. That's according to the mayor. But the city's entire budget is only 2.7 billion rand. So for now, clean tap water remains a pipe dream for the people of Hamanskral. But while the trucks offer an apparently safe alternative, the substandard tap water can't be avoided. I'm here. I must cook, but will I cook with still water? Now, the very same water that we must not drink, we still drink it one way or another. I wash my hands from the bathroom. What will I wash with? Still water. During the cholera outbreak in May, advocate Maila watched on in horror as two of his aunts died. They too were careful to only consume the water from the trucks. Currently, we are relying on the water trucks. The government has never brought any alternative after death of many people. The president himself came here and said we'll still rely on trucks until further notice. Motivated by the need to process his grief, while ensuring justice for his community, he moved his practice from Pretoria into a local church, signing up people who've lost loved ones for a class action lawsuit against the government. People drank water from the trucks, and people died. And this is not the story I'm making up. I'm speaking like this because I consult with clients. So if the people of Hamanskral can't trust the water from the taps, and now it seems that they can't even trust the water from the trucks, which is supposed to be the safe alternative, which water are they supposed to consume? Tswana's inconsistent leadership and numerous mayoral changes in a short period haven't helped the situation. Celia Brink became mayor in March. At no time am I saying that this situation is ideal. It's not ideal, it's imperfect. It's not up to the constitutional standard unless and until we fix Royval and people can again trust the quality of the water in their taps. The water trucks have become big business. How much is the city spending on these water tankers? About 55 of them? So it is a prodigious amount of money. It's in the range of 200, 300 million rand a year for all water tankers. It is expensive. 
it is open to abuse um, because very often you rely on ward councillors, community leaders, who, if they are not people of integrity, might abuse that system. Some of the city's tankers take on water from a fire hydrant. We show the mayor how uncontrolled and unhygienic the whole operation appears. He confirms this is an approved abstraction point that is subjected to regular testing. Well, we did the test, tried to determine the source of the cholera. The taps, uh, the water system in Temba, Hamanskral area was tested, streams were tested, the water tankers were tested, uh, random samples were done at fire extinguishers, and none of these tests came back as positive for cholera. It's been four months since the outbreak, and astonishingly, neither the city nor the Department of Health has any idea where the cholera came from. How do we know that it won't happen again? So my first response was to admit that successive governments in Tswane and various spheres of government have failed the people of Hamanskral. And you include your political party as yes. well in that? Yes, I, I include my political party. Uh, various promises were made, not just here, but by other spheres of government. While Brink says the city has in the past four months allocated nearly half a billion rand to fix the water treatment plants in Hamanskral, advocate Maila has heard enough excuses and promises. He's heading to court. We wouldn't take the story that says we tested the water in Tswane and there is no cholera. So therefore, we don't know where the cholera comes from. It's not us. We know cholera is from water. Who has the responsibility to provide the water, constitutionally speaking? The government has a responsibility to provide clean water for people. But the people can't wait. They're still being delivered, handling, using the very same water that may very well have killed their loved ones. I'm really scared of the water. Even if they say it's safe, I just don't trust it anymore. I don't want to use it. With the little they have, the people of Hamanskral are coming together to sink boreholes. We are working hard to find our own ways. We do it ourselves. It may not be the best solution, but some residents feel they have been left with no choice after decades of empty promises. A truly powerful piece from Massa, and clearly many questions remain. We hope government finds a more humane solution to what is, simply put, a human rights violation in every way. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast, done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.